you're entering the wind tunnel. You're home for real motorsports conversation. Wind Tunnel is brought to you by Advance Auto Parts, the official auto parts retailer of NASCAR. Here's your Wind Tunnel host, Jack Aroot. Welcome inside the Wind Tunnel. Now this week, I'm going to introduce you to two individuals at opposite ends of the racing spectrum. One just captured the NASCAR Advance Auto Parts Weekly Series National Rookie of the Year honors. And the other, well, he's logged more than 50 years in the sport, rising from a wrench tuner for legends like Butch Lindley, Bill Elliott, and even Richard Petty, to now commanding a racing enterprise that includes dirt and asphalt late models, trucks, a chassis company, as well as a two-car NASCAR Cup Series operation. You'll meet both of them this week, but first... I know I'm not 100% in my ability to go out and race at the top level of the NASCAR Cup Series. Uh, these are the best of the best drivers, and lately, I haven't felt my best. Uh, the doctors have come to the conclusion that it's best for me to shut it down for this season. And even though I've made solid gains, and I've been working with all the top specialists and the team at Toyota Performance Center, I'm still not 100% and I'm still not cleared to race. As I continue to focus on my health towards being cleared, I'll be stepping away from full-time NASCAR Cup Series competition in 2023. That was Kurt Busch holding a press conference this past Saturday at his home track, the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. The former Daytona 500 and Cup Series champion suffered a concussion this summer at Pocono. Oh, hang on to it, Kurt. Hard into the wall. Wow. That was a hard hit for that right rear quarter panel, and you see the damage. Swung around and hit the front pretty hard as well. Yeah, that hurts every time. And has been on the injured list ever since. I'll have more on Kurt and his legacy later in this episode. NASCAR's Xfinity Series hosted their first race in the round of eight playoffs, and a former bank teller from Tennessee cashed in and punched his ticket to the championship finale in Phoenix. So A.J. Allmendinger, Trevor Bain, leading this 38-car field down to the stripe and the green flag. It is waving. We're underway at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Allmendinger, with a push from Ty Gibbs, will lead the train to turn one. Bain keeps that car in the bottom, and he gets sideways. Has to scoot to the bottom of the apron. He'll control that race car at the exit of turn two, but Pat, it stacks up down the backstretch. Wow, that was some great driving by a whole lot of faster cars, and it really has separated the top two now as we watch uh, A.J. Allmendinger and Noah Gregson. It's a long ways back to third in the rest of the field. As he comes down to the line, Ty Gibbs will lead 22 of the 45 laps in stage number one to win the opening stage of the Ausco Uniforms 302. Ty Gibbs on the bottom, Austin Hill in the middle, Noah Gregson's going topside. They are three wide and a turn two for the race lead. Back in March, Noah Gregson won both stages. Today, he wins stage number two. It'll be a battle for the lead. Here comes Josh Berry. He goes right to the bumper of the leader, uh, and they work the top side of the racetrack. Berry now tries to go to the outside. 
outside of Brandon Jones. He wants to lead off four. Josh Bear, your defending race winner, is able to take the lead. He clears Brandon Jones and now starts to pull away at the start-finish line. AJ getting ready to feel the heat from Josh Berry in the eight as he takes a look to the outside. All these cars at the bottom of the racetrack. Josh Berry wants the lead. AJ Allmendinger's got it. They'll get side-by-side on four. Allmendinger blocks Berry. Berry bounces off the wall. They are absolutely door-to-door as they go to one. Josh Berry's been able to get the advantage. Allgaier almost gives him a little shot in the rear bumper. Now Josh Berry out front all by himself into one. Josh Berry takes the race lead at the stripe. Justin Allgaier working the top side, letting that Brent car slide up the racetrack, trying to get second from A.J. Allmendinger off a two. Well, A.J. Allmendinger has been complaining that the car was really, really loose, and they said, no, it's up to you. It's up to you. Almost insinuated it was in his mind, but they said if it gets worse, it's this set of tires. He said, I can't handle it anymore. So he's coming down pit road. They're going to change the tires. Meanwhile, Noah Gregson has bounced off the wall. Josh Berry sets up for turn number one. The advantage stays strong at about 12 to 15 car lengths. He and Gregson will both run the top as third place running Justin Allgaier goes to the bottom. Junior Motorsports, Pat, looking for a 1-2-3 finish. What a race for Josh Berry here at Vegas once again. He's the man that's going to go to the pay window if he can just got it through two more turns. Josh Berry going to punch his ticket to Phoenix off a turn four. Josh Berry coming to the front straightaway. He will go to the championship round as he defends his win in the Alsco Uniforms 302. I'm just so proud of these guys. Um, We struggled a little bit yesterday, but I just had a good feeling about the car. I thought it drove good. Made a couple mistakes, and then, man, the car was... It was so good, especially for like the first half of the run. It was super, super fast. We were able to just have some amazing restarts there and get some track position and luckily hold on to it to the end. Then on Sunday, it was the Cup Series turn to see if one of their round of eight playoff drivers could hit the express lane to Phoenix. Start your engines. Crank them up, game. Crank them up. Green flag is in the air to the inside. It's Tyler Reddick. He is planked on the outside by Austin Sindrick. Side by side, they roll into one. Wallace wants the lead. He gets door to door now. He can look right out the right side, and he can see the guy he's trying to pass, and he makes that pass. Moves Warriors back a spot. Bubba Wallace, new leader off four. Car sliding down the front stretch. It's Kyle Busch. He gets off in the grass. The car slides around again. This puts the wraps on stage one as the flagman waves both the yellow and the green and white check. Clyde Bubba Wallace picks up the stage win. Joey Logano second. Daniel Suarez third. Suarez getting pushed by his teammate, Ross Chastain. It's one whale of a push. He'll allow Suarez to clear Hamlin for the race leader. Chastain goes right up next to the wall. He'll try to get the run off the hill, but it's not going to be enough to hold Blaney off. New leader. Ryan Blaney now working his way out of turn four, down across the stripe. He takes the green and white checkered flag. His eighth stage win of 2022. That is a series leading eight stage wins. Logano out in front, but man, it is a madhouse behind him right now. Three wide at the bottom. Blaney, Hamlin, and Chastain trying to sort it out for second. They are stacked up behind that two-car battle. Austin Sindrick now going down to the bottom across the apron of the racetrack at the start-finish line. Chase Briscoe now will split him and Truex and move up two spots. Pinsky Ford's battling for the lead. They almost touch on the exit of fourth. Give it to Logano. He's got the high line and he chops off the nose.
nose of Ryan Blaney. 24 machine of William Byron. So skits sideways, chases it up the racetrack, make contact with Ryan Blaney. They both stay out of the wall, but it looks like Eric Almirola and Denny Hamlin are going to take advantage. Trouble in turn two, guys. Ryan Blaney just watched it up the racetrack, slapped the wall. Now he spins off of turn number two, slides it down to the racetrack, and hits the inside wall. Three laps to go, and we may have four cars battling for the race win. Side by side at the strike. Give the advantage to Chastain by just inches. They stay that way into one. Logano able to hang right on that left rear of Ross Chastain across the start finish line. It gives him the advantage on the bottom. Joey Logano slides up in front of Ross Chastain to the backstretch. New leader off of turn number two, now down the backstretch. Here's Chastain to the outside. Logano has got the lead, but Kyle Busch is not giving up. He is coming as hard as he can off four. Joey Logano out of turn four, down across the stripe. Just two laps left for Logano to hold on to the top spot. Does Ross Chastain have anything for him? Does Kyle Busch have something left in the tank? They all go to the top side of the racetrack, entering turn number one. Joey Logano now carts it to the middle of the racetrack. That 22 car shoots out of the second corner. Kyle Busch has still got time, and he's got the motivation to get it done this afternoon as they race into turn three. Here comes Bush. He's first got to get by Chastain. Right now, though, Logano begins to stretch it out. Joey Logano is one lap away from his third win at Las Vegas Motor Speedway as he flashes under the white flag for the last time. Ross Chastain's got to find those four car lengths behind Joey Logano. Kyle Busch about two car lengths behind Chastain. Here comes Joey Logano out of turn number two, Pat, for the final time. Joey Logano down the Nella straightaway as he works his way into turn three. It's three 106 miles from the Las Vegas finish line to the start line at Phoenix. And Joey Logano is going to punch his ticket. Joey Logano coming out of turn four. Nothing but clear racetrack ahead. From the round of eight to the final four at Phoenix, Joey Logano wins the South Point 400. It's a huge advantage for the rest of the playoffs. Uh, the next two weeks, we don't have to worry about a thing besides racing for a championship uh, and, and just about Phoenix at this point. So uh, this is the best possible situation you can put yourself in for the next two weeks gives us a huge advantage. We just got to use it. Now, during that race, Kyle Larson and Bubba Wallace tangled. Larson and Bubba Wallace touch on the edge of the floor. Wallace into the wall. Larson dives down to the apron. They crash. Larson spins into the wall. And so does Bubba Wallace at a hard crash. And once the cars came to a stop, Wallace expressed his feelings to Larson in no uncertain terms. Bubba walked up to put his arms out like, what the heck happened? And then he gave Kyle Larson a big shove that actually knocked Kyle Larson back into his car. This past Tuesday, after a review of the incident, NASCAR handed down their stiffest penalty in more than seven years, suspending Bubba Wallace for this weekend's race at Homestead Miami Speedway. You know, our actions are really specific to to what took place on the racetrack. Um, and when we look at, you know, how that incident occurred, you know, in our minds, um, you know, really a, a dangerous act. We, we thought that was intentional um, and put other competitors at risk. And, you know, as we look at the sport and where we are today and, and where we want to draw that line going forward, we thought that, uh, you know, definitely crossed the line. And, and that's what we focused on in terms of making this call. Uh, you know, we believed that uh, it was a heat of the moment um, action that took place. And, you know, I think you saw through Bubba's uh, statement, uh, I believe it was yesterday. Um, if you had to, to do that all over again, I think maybe it would be a different circumstance. I think we understand that, 
you know, it's a it's a dangerous sport, and drivers are out there. There's a lot of emotion. There's a lot on the line. Everybody's racing their guts out, which is awesome for the sport. It's it's never been better in terms of that. Um, but in this case, you know, we just felt it cross the line, and and we really had to react because it's an action that that we don't want to see going forward. And I know fans and people like to compare, well, you know, the what ifs or what happened in the past. And and for us, this was a reaction based on you know, what took place Sunday and what we don't want to see going forward in races uh, that take place from the competitors and, and want to draw that line and be as clear as we can for our competitors of where we stand. So there you have it. Now you're caught up on all the action, both on and off the track. So let's get to our guest, shall we? First up is a Canadian who's been wheeling dirt modifies for more than a dozen years. But when Autodrome Granby and RPM Speedway joined NASCAR's Advanced Auto Parts weekly series this season this veteran earned national rookie of the year honors i'll visit with steve bernier when he takes this week's advanced auto parts victory lap after this timeout coming up you'll meet this week's advanced auto parts victory lap guest after this message Hey, car lovers, at Advance Auto Parts, we have what you need to keep your car running all season long. So if you enjoy getting ahead of the curve when it comes to taking care of your ride, Advance Auto Parts has everything to keep your ride on track to reach the victory lap. Because you can trust the team at Advance Auto Parts to assist you in finding what you need at the right price. Stop by Advance Auto Parts, where you're always number one. This is how we advance. for all those guys. Uh, there's a ton of them out there that, that are like me, that have won here and all these great short tracks around here. We can do it. We just need the opportunities. Today proved it. Yeah, it's a short track, but it's still damn hard to win here, and we did it. They are hometown heroes. Drivers who put their passion on the line in front of their friends. Here we go. Three wide. Got Sellers up in the marble. Halfway home in this one. Off turn four. He heads for the checkered flag. Side by side. Bob Dorn across the line first. Here comes Riggs. Riggs is back at it on the inside. Buckle up and hold on tight. Time now to focus the spotlight on hometown heroes with this week's Advance Auto Parts Victory Lap. Brought to you by the NASCAR Advance Auto Parts Weekly Racing Series. Driving local racing in local communities forward. Bernier qui vient challenger Hébert à l'extérieur, mais Hébert conserve l'avantage. Très solide à l'intérieur, alors que ça roule bien dans le peloton. Charles-Alie croche à le premier virage. Frankie Boy, François Bernier, loin à l'extérieur, au départ d'Hébert. Oh, devant l'estrade. Hébert par un nez, devant Bernier qui accentue la pression. Well, taking a unique victory lap today on Wind Tunnel is a man that, well, he's been at this for quite some time, but thanks to his two primary speedways, Autodrome Granby and RPM Speedway, joining the Advanced Auto Parts NASCAR Series in 2022, he ended up being considered a rookie. Uh, Steve Bernier uh, joins us, the Advanced Auto Parts National Rookie of the Year, and to help us out because uh, they are French-Canadian, is the uh, owner of both uh, Autodrome Granby and RPM Speedway, Dominic Lucier. Dominic, I want to start with you. Did you ever in your wildest dreams think that Steve was going to be awarded 
a rookie of the year title with as many victories as he's had on your dirt tracks throughout his career. No, it was, uh, it was uh, something very special or uh, something we didn't uh, talk before the starting our, our, our history with NASCAR. Uh, Steve uh, won in the past 132 uh, feature win uh, and being new with NASCAR, all those guys w- 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 was considered as a rookie. So they, they all battled uh, for the, the rookie, uh, whatever, if it was national championship or regional championship. So Steve, uh, Steve uh, got, got the championship. Uh, it, it was a close battle, but uh, yeah, we. It, I think it was uh, something uh, we we kind of laughed because because uh, it was uh, uh, we didn't expect uh, like a twenty some uh, season uh, guy uh, to to win a rookie uh, title. So Steve, I'm interested. Adding rookie of the year to all of your championships, does that remind you to stay forever young? Steve Jake, il veut savoir si d'avoir euh, gagné un championnat de recrues, si ça t'amène à vouloir rester euh, jeune longtemps. Oui, je pense que je pense que d'un, d'un c'était, c'était drôle un petit peu le, le fait de se battre pour euh, la recrue de l'année cette année. Mais euh, tant mieux si, euh, si ça peut tenir mon cœur jeune euh, encore une coupe d'année pour euh, avoir la passion des courses. Yeah, Steve Hope, uh, it's going to keep him young uh, to, to be able to, like, to, uh, I've got that, that championship. And uh, it was fun to, uh, to battle to get, to get that championship for sure. Like, uh, like there were money. Uh, like, it, I think it's a big award to, to go to the, uh, to the NASCAR banquet uh, that will be uh, uh, in Indianapolis this, this year. So, yeah, fun thing for Steve. And uh, it may uh, get, keep him uh, uh, with a young spirit at least. Steve, what's been the key to your success behind the wheel of that dirt modified? C'est quoi le, le secret que tu as eu de, pour gagner toutes ces courses-là puis ces championnats-là avec ton, ton modifié? Euh, premièrement, c'est, euh, ça s'est fait en équipe avec mon frère. Mais de deux, je pense que c'est vraiment l'acharnement au travail puis euh, la compréhension de la voiture puis du sport. Uh, Steve is involved in racing on dirt, uh, dirt track uh, for uh, at least 20 years. Uh, I think to, to get all those successes with, with his team, uh, Steve uh, had the chance to uh, race uh, with and against his brother, which is another uh, top runner at our racetrack. Uh, so they, they, they team up uh, trying to improve uh, both car and uh, both, both, both their, uh, their season. Uh, they, they, they are both known as a hard work uh, driver. They know their car. They, they work very hard to uh, improve their car. Uh, it's not uh, the, the, those guys are not the easiest for a racetrack promoter or owner, but uh, for sure, hard, hard work is a key. <laughs> Dominic, uh, owning two racetracks and having been my family owning a, a half mile track, Stafford Speedway for almost 50 years now, it's not something that you do to make a lot of money. It's something that you do because you have a passion for the sport. So how did this all come about for you? (laughs) You know, as if double your trouble, double your fun, two racetracks uh, that you operate there in Canada, north of the border. Yeah, I think when we took those decisions, I was uh, younger. I was uh, 30 for the first racetrack and maybe 32, 33 for the second one. I think I was crazy. Uh, uh, for, for sure, for sure, it's a passion. Uh, I've been racing myself from '88 to 2009. 
uh, race against Steve few times uh, those uh, those year, and uh, I had the opportunity to buy Autodrome uh, Granby the first track. Um, didn't knew at all what it was uh, to uh, how how difficult or challenging it was to own a racetrack and uh, make driver happy, fan happy, and and uh, find our way uh, to do that and uh, and be happy on on our side. Uh, when we bought RPM Speedway, like a few years after, I think it's three years, uh, our, our thought was that it's going to be easier and not that much more difficult to get a second track because there's many things we do one place that, that will be done at the other one. We forgot that we would work 40 uh, Friday and Saturday night during the summer and uh, all the preparation before the event, during the event, after the event was uh, uh, stressy thing and uh, it would uh, take a bunch of time. Uh, we're lucky we have many uh, a good race team, uh, like a good crowd that is coming to see those guys on the track. Um, uh, we find our way to get some fun to do it. Uh, for sure, it's not our first way of, uh, of uh, getting money to live. Uh, we have, a, like, a, I own a GM dealership. Uh, I have two very good partners that help me, like, in, uh, in, in um, uh, building those events and, and uh, making the, those show happen. So, uh, yeah, still uh, uh, very much passion about doing it. Uh, every summer that is ending, we're, we're uh, getting like a few a day or a few weeks to, uh, to rest and then start back the scheduling and, and uh, I'll get for sure some time with our like, uh, top team and, and listening to what they want, what, what they want us to improve. And yeah, that's part of our uh, living for the last 13 years. So, Steve... Now that you're part of the NASCAR group, do you have NASCAR aspirations? Would you like to give it a try in a truck or an Xfinity series, something like that? Or are you strictly, I'm going to stay on dirt and I'm going to run my modified and I'm just going to win championships? Ce serait le fun d'essayer une voiture euh, sur l'asphalte peut-être au Canada là, euh, dans les séries qui, qui courent avec nous. Euh, je serais curieux de voir qu ce que je suis capable de faire sur l'asphalte. Mais écoute, euh, on excelle tellement sur le dirt que c'est sûr qu'on va continuer euh, à encore s'améliorer et à gagner encore plus de titres dans score avec, avec les voitures dirt. Là. Mais oui, c'est de quoi qui, qui me chicote un petit peu. Uh, I know Steve's story. So, uh, like he, he did some race on pavement in a dwarf car beginning of the, like, uh, I think end of 1990 or beginning of uh, 2000. Uh, yeah, for sure to bring NASCAR back, uh, uh, here in, on, not back, but to bring NASCAR on, uh, on our dirt track, uh, open our eyes and Steve's eyes to what, what's happening on pavement. Uh, there's some curiosity about driving like a pavement car. Uh, we're we're, uh, we're working to get the Pinty's Canadian NASCAR series on, on dirt, but they like we 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 know many teams that owns car. Uh, so Steve would be uh, curious to run one, but uh, their like their their team is so involved in, in dirt, dirt dirt racing and and, and modified racing that his uh, his uh, focus will stay uh, will stay with with what we're doing right now and uh, our, our NASCAR sanctioned track on dirt. Well, I, I would love to see the Pinty series on dirt. I would give anything to see Tagliani and some of those, those other knuckleheads try to tackle dirt and be as good as Steve is. And it would certainly give him the home field advantage. 
listen, you two, it, it's it's just absolutely amazing the reach that auto racing has. And we here in the United States underserve our Canadian brethren because I grew up in the Northeast. I know just how strong, uh, you know, Canadians just love their racing. And especially when COVID-19 hit, there were an awful lot of them that couldn't go and enjoy stateside racing. We couldn't go north to Canadian Motorsports Park. It's now, thank heavens, the, uh, the, the, the borders are open again. And I'm looking forward to maybe getting up to Autodrome or RPM because I love the Modifieds on dirt. And I would love to see Steve win yet another championship. Steve, I appreciate your visiting with us. Congratulations on your championship and rookie of the year. And Dominic, it's good to have you in the family. Welcome to the world of NASCAR. Hey, thank you very much. You've been listening to the Advance Auto Parts Victory Lap. Brought to you by the NASCAR Advance Auto Parts Weekly Racing Series. Driving local racing in local communities forward. There's more wind tunnel headed your way after this timeout. Hey, car lovers. At Advance Auto Parts, we have what you need to keep your car running all season long. So if you enjoy getting ahead of the curve when it comes to taking care of your ride, Advance Auto Parts has everything to keep your ride on track to reach the victory lap. Because you can trust the team at Advance Auto Parts to assist you in finding what you need at the right price. Stop by Advance Auto Parts, where you're always number one. This is how we advance. Welcome back to your podcast home for motorsports conversation, Jackaroot's Wind Tunnel. Well, entering the wind tunnel is a long time, friend. And the guy that climbed up the NASCAR ladder, starting at the very lowest rung. I watched him through his entire career. And now he commands the both GMS and Petty GMS on the truck's and the cup side. We're talking about Mike Beam. Mike, it's so great to catch up with you. How have you been? Good, Jack. I hope you are. Yeah, I've been well having fun with this with this Wind Tunnel podcast series and trying to help our listeners better understand how guys like you get bitten with a passion early on, and then you work so hard to make it your career. How long, Mike, have you been at this? 50. Wow. Yeah, well, 51, really. I'll be 67 in December. Yeah. Yeah, it's been 50 years this year. So I started in 72. Yeah. God. Did you ever imagine that, A, you'd be at it this long, but more importantly, B, that you would rise to outside of maybe driving a race car, probably one of the most important or at least influential positions, and that's running a race team. And not running one, running two. Actually, we got six, but yeah. Between an ARCA car and everything else, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, Jack, you, you've done it for a long time, and I'm really very blessed that I've done it, had some really good people to teach me, just like 
I was doing some for MRN this morning. I told him that, you know, just like you, you know, I had Junior Johnson to help me, right? To teach me how to run a race team, treat people, and you always take experiences away from situations you've been in, what you wouldn't do, what I would do. And luckily at this point in my life and career, I'm able to exercise. I mean, you know, it's got to be such big business, but I still keep it, I don't know, not, I keep it pretty simple, try to anyway, but you know, that's hard to do, but still we keep it pretty simple still try to do stuff i mean we have contracts and stuff but i tell people was i made a deal today with the crew chief we shook hands on it i said well we'll get a contract here eventually but let's just shake hands on it we're good so you know that's how i try to do it but i'm a dinosaur it seems like everybody wants paper and agreements and it's like dang man how come we just can't shake hands and call it good and everybody do what they're supposed to? So it's a challenge, but it's fine. I mean, it's, I still love it just like you. I'll never get out of our blood. And, you know, so it's, it's good times for sure. Mike, is the main thread though the same? Uh, the same thread that you and I experienced in the 70s and the 80s? Is it still that passion, that abiding passion that, you, you you don't have to go to work. You're actually enjoying a dream job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, they're petty GMS for GMS. You know, I got a got 140 employees, you know, but we, uh, you know, between our trucks and our cup cars, our ARCA car, and, you know, we got a couple dirt cars. We got other stuff that in our fab, my fab business is really taking off, building a lot of, truck chassis and arc chassis and spendy stuff but you know i got some good people we've been doing this for about eight years now and you know so but you know jack it's still the same struggles i mean you know it it, it is nothing's changed it's just now you got social media right <laughs> we can't fight yeah. we can't fight like we used to now everybody's got a, a phone with a camera on it right so yeah, there there are certain elements to it where, you know, guys, dinosaurs like me and you must find ourselves. We got to be a little careful. But the but the bottom line, Mike, in the position that you're in, what an incredible transition. You guys were at the very top in, in trucks and I neglected the ARCA effort. But when you step together with Richard, who, by the way, you have a long standing relationship with when, when, when you and the king came together. Did you imagine right from the drop of the hat that you'd end up putting a car as one of the winners in 2022 at the cup level? You know, you always, you know, you, you've seen it, you've done it, you know, you always, that's why you do it. Right. I mean, you always got to believe you always got to have hope. I remember that. I mean, at Darlington there, me and my wife was sitting in my, our motor home and I've been to the pits. Richard been in the motorhome. I mean, you know, it's such a struggle for him to go in the pits because he still gets bombarded like Elvis. And, you know, you sit there and by 10 to go, I said, oh, my gosh, 
it's a real shot here, right? And it's like you just can't. You, it's a moment in time. You're sitting there thinking, "Gosh, I just can't believe this is happening." You know, because I was telling Steve Post and Todd Gordon this morning that it was pretty cool that day that that we won Darlington. It had been 50 years since Richard won. So, it's, in fact, Richard brought that up. Him and Emma sitting in the motorhome talking about it. Right? I went. I mean, that's so cool. Here he comes into the front stretch. And there's the flag that means one lap to go. Teddy's still running full throttle, passing them where he finds them. Halfway up the back stretch, he can coast home from here. The Teddy crew and everybody along the pit walls holding their breath. Here he comes. Richard Petty wins the Southern 500. There's the checkered flag for Cale Yarborough in second place and Spencer, Petty's teammate, in third. Petty won going away. His margin of five laps is a Southern 500 record. Then somebody texted me a picture. I think Phil Combs, buddy of mine, sent me a picture that it had been 28 years since Bill and I and Junior had won the Southern 500, Junior's last win. 45th annual Southern 500 comes to a close, and Bill Elliott takes the win as he waves to the crowd. They're going to resurface this track, and that's going to take some of the challenge out of it, perhaps, but obviously a lot of rubber coming up there. I guarantee you it won't take no challenge out of this place. That was pretty special, of course. So, you know, it's like a lot of emotions that when we won the race, I mean, for me being an old school guy, you couldn't have won a better race. You know, Jack, I mean, you know, it's like you're talking Darlington, right? I mean, you know, you win Daytona, yeah, it's it's great, but you just couldn't. I mean, besides winning Martinsville or something, just one of the old school races, you couldn't ask for a better. I mean, it's just so cool to win that race, right? I mean, I got that Southern 500 trophy here somewhere, you know, in my garage. That I mean, you know, it just come on, I gotta get my dog up here. Hey, Bristol, I got Bristol and Dover. <laughs> I, I know it's okay you know so it went in the southern 500 and sharing out with richard and dale and there i mean it was pretty cool so you could have rode any better my conversation with mike bean continues after this timeout. Hey, car lovers, at Advance Auto Parts, we have what you need to keep your car running all season long. So if you enjoy getting ahead of the curve when it comes to taking care of your ride, Advance Auto Parts has everything to keep your ride on track to reach the victory lap. Because you can trust the team at Advance Auto Parts to assist you in finding what you need at the right price. Stop by Advance Auto Parts, where you're always number one. This is how we advance. Welcome back to your podcast home for motorsports conversation, Jackaroot's Wind Tunnel. 
I know you know this, but you have been so blessed with the people that mentored you. You mentioned the king. You 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 mentioned Junior. Even the even the guys, the drivers that you've crewed with. How has all of that made Mike Beam a better human being? Well, you know, you take away, you know, my time with Bill and, you know, you take, you know, and, and just Sterling and just a lot of people, you know, Mark and just Carl and stuff, you know, you take away from all of it and they're all really still good friends of mine. And, you know, you, you, when we won the race, I mean, text messages from people and, drivers that i've had before and it's pretty special to experience that right you know uh i was talking to lisa johnson jr's wife uh a couple weeks after that and of course a lot of emotions for me that you know jr's last win you know and sharing that with him and all the crap we've gone through and you know so it's pretty cool i take away from all those years and all those experiences, those people. And I'll be honest with you. I'll always be indebted to those people for, you know, what they taught me and the, what I experienced and stuff. And, you know, even Jack Roush working for him, you know, bring me to the next level in engineering and you take away from those deals and even the struggles and stuff, it made you a stronger person. So, uh, you know, Maury Gallagher, our owner, I mean, he loves race and right. He loves the competition that, you know, so uh, he was here last year and I took him over to Wilkesboro over to the old shop, right? In Wahala. And he told me, he said, man, you're getting pretty emotional about this. Said, you just don't understand. I mean, you know, you, you was there a lot, and you know, I mean, just there was nobody there. I said, you know, you can still, I can still see Junior and us going over to the store with the dogs and stuff, right? I mean, you know, going to the pit stop across the street that's no longer there. And uh, sometimes, I mean, me and my wife, I, I just can't believe how blessed I've been. You know, it's it's funny because when you bring up those memories, you know, there's, there's so much that is centered in, in, in Engel Holler and, you know, moments like when we needed to road test a car, we didn't go to Wilkesboro unless we had something really trick. We just ran it up the road. <laughs> went it up. Yeah. Went up, <laughs> went it up the hollow there. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. That was our test track. Oh, oh yeah. So, you know, we, I, I hate that we didn't have phones back then, right. Where we could video that stuff and take pictures, you know, just uh, seeing that, my days working for Butch Lindley and Harry Gann on the late mall sports and stuff, you barely had enough money to get in, much less, you know, to to take pictures. And uh, but I will say one thing, you know, I I was at Stafford last year with Doug Kobe and we won that SRX race and that was pretty cool. I mean, I've read about, you know, I've had all the stock car magazines, I read all the Bones's books and stuff, you know, and Ron and Bouchard and Bugsy and you know Richie and all those people and winning that race at Stafford that night. I still got the SRX trophy. That was pretty cool. Mike, you realize you're still your streak's alive. Kobe is the only regular. You know the the only the only what did we call him a a, a ringer 
to come in and beat the very, very, very best. Yeah. I mean, it was, that was a special night. Kobe, he's, Doug, he's, he's uh, such a, become friends with him and just such a special guy to win that race that night. That was, that was pretty cool. That was to sit there and, you know, cause I'm such a history buff and I bred all about Bugsy and, you know, what Fred Nazaro or, you know, and all those cats and Ed Flimke, you know, I mean, you know, just like I've seen all those people. I remember going to Martinsville for the Cardinal race and us drinking at the Dutch Inn and, I mean, you know, all that stuff, right? And it's like, you know, I, I, I thought about that. I mean, it's a lot of emotions that night at Stafford. Like, you know, I, I just cannot believe that I was just part of something that won a race here at Stafford Springs that is it's pretty dang cool. Uh, I know you're, you're you're in the middle of this chase for the championship. I know there's a lot of issues that are keeping you busy. And uh, certainly uh, it's been a wild first season for the next gen car and uh it's it's only going to get better but can you believe that right now we are counting down on one hand the number of races left in the season it's crazy jack you know we were talking about it today at the shop you know you know talk with grant and hensley and stuff you know we kind of put Grant and Jeff in a box here this year, but you know, you have those years, right? I said, we can't, I tell them the guys in my truck, people say, you can't expect to have 10 wins every year. You got to get over that. Just you need to enjoy it in the championships and stuff. You need to enjoy it. And I said, but you know, when you, you go through this times right here, you need, it makes you better. And I've done it, you know, the highs and lows, but it's crazy. Here we are. And, you know, we got, you know, coming to Homestead this week, and you got Martinsville with the cup car, then you got Phoenix, and it's over. And it's like, you know, people people don't really understand. Like I said, I was telling Steve Post and Todd this morning that this Petty GMS, we've only been in business for 10 months. That's insane. I mean, we there's been so much work that those guys have done, Dave Ellis and Eric and all those guys on a 43 crowd and the 42 crowd, you know, uh, I mean, just insane the amount of work and, you know, this, uh, I just can't, I mean, here it is October and I was telling Nancy the other day, I said, God, gosh, I mean, of course, you know, we'll be in Phoenix on our anniversary, 44 years. Right. I mean, you know, it's like, I still remember us getting married and Harry Gant, I was working for Harry Gant. Right. I mean, you know, it's like, we we couldn't couldn't go on a honeymoon because we had to go to race somewhere. So it's like well, that's just part of it. But you know, it's uh, I I mean, fifty years later, and here we are. I mean, just and just like you, I mean, you know, you you've been part of this for so long. God, I'd hate to think if we had to get a real job. Oh my God, I I couldn't handle it. There ain't no way, man. No There's way. No way. I couldn't do it. <laughs> hey, Mike, I really do appreciate. Yeah, it. buddy. Hey, catching up with you but be also kind of reminiscing if you're a dinosaur then i'm a dinosaur and you know what you are I'm proud <laughs> and i'm proud to should be one you I should be proud to be one so yeah it is so it, great talking to you man and you, we'll do it again i got so. your number you got I got it. your number you call me anytime okay you really. got it now see uh, you in daytona 
Yeah, it's it's an honor to talk to you, buddy. I'm yeah, I'm proud to be your friend. Okay. And I am likewise with you. You are a very very special person. You uh, represent hi, the very very best in a sport that we both love. Mike, you take care. Good luck the rest of the year. Uh, hi, Jack. Take care. Thank you, friend. I promised you that I'd weigh in on Kurt Busch's decision to step away from racing full time and come and examine his legacy in the sport we all love. I'll do that next. Hey, car lovers. At Advanced Auto Parts, we have what you need to keep your car running all season long. So if you enjoy getting ahead of the curve when it comes to taking care of your ride, Advanced Auto Parts has everything to keep your ride on track to reach the victory lap. Because you can trust the team at Advanced Auto Parts to assist you in finding what you need at the right price. Stop by Advanced Auto Parts, where you're always number one. This is how we advance. I know I'm not 100% in my ability to go out and race at the top level of the NASCAR Cup Series. Uh, these are the best of the best drivers, and lately I haven't felt my best. Uh, the doctors have come to the conclusion that it's best for me to shut it down for this season. And even though I've made solid gains and I've been working with all the top specialists and the team at Toyota Performance Center, I'm still not 100% and I'm still not cleared to race. As I continue to focus on my health towards being cleared, I'll be stepping away from full-time NASCAR Cup Series competition in 2023. White flag. Oh, All right, right. he's already oh. celebrating. Don't say anything yet. Get it on around here. Dale Earnhardt, Ernie Irvin, Elliot Sadler, Rusty Wallace, and now Kurt Busch is a first-time Winston Cup winner at Bristol. Checker flag is up. Greg Biffle wins the Ford 400 at the Homestead Miami Speedway. Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon finish second and third. It's not going to be enough. Kurt Busch is the 2004 NASCAR Nextel Cup Series champion. We did it. I'm going to come and get you by the end of pit road. Everybody come with me on the track and push me. Final time out of turn number two. Jimmy Johnson dominated the day, but Kurt Busch is the man as they head for three. It's Busch by a car length looking for the checkered flag. Jimmy Johnson takes a peek downstairs, but it won't be enough. Across the stripe and winning the STP 500 is Kurt Busch. Yeah, Gene called. I uh, talked to him on the phone, talked to him in victory lane, and thanked him for believing in me. No fuel conservation now. It's mash the gas and make it roll. Larson, the leader. Kurt Busch trying to go to the outside. Here comes Ryan Blaney. Blaney looking to go three wide up the middle. It's Kurt Busch to the lead on the back stretch. Kurt Busch all by himself at the front of the field, but will he make it back around? Has three car lengths over Kyle Larson and A.J. Allmendinger. Off of turn four, it's Kurt Busch looking for the checker. Kurt Busch leads the Daytona 500. He's never won before at Daytona, a former series champion. He will fix that today, winning the 59th edition of the Great American Race. This is the Daytona 500, and we won it. The race unfolded beautifully for us. I am the luckiest guy in the world to be standing here. Here comes Kurt Busch, bottom of the racetrack, turns three and four. Kurt Busch stands up on the throttle. Kurt Busch leads by two car lengths as they fight their way back to the 
Vegas Motor Speedway. This is, yeah, 20 years of this place kicking my butt. Leaving here in disgust and agony and frustrated and, and kicking the ground. It's just, it means so much to me to win here because of all the people, the family, friends, and the effort and everybody helps put into my career. He's put the lap traffic behind him. He's put Kyle Larson behind him. He's put the field behind him. Kurt Busch, the leader. Here he comes up off of turn number four. Kurt Busch sees the checkered flag, and Kurt Busch wins the Advent Health 400 at Kansas Speedway. Kurt Busch will take Michael Jordan to victory lane in the heartland. An amazing day for 2311. Everybody that jumped on board to make this 45 team possible. This isn't the end, this is a step in, the, in my future direction. So yeah, it is emotional to not run for a championship, but there's still more races to be raced. been listening to Jackaroot's Wind Tunnel. Wind Tunnel is brought to you by Advance Auto Parts, the official auto parts retailer of NASCAR. Follow us on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And be sure to subscribe to Wind Tunnel's YouTube channel where you'll discover bonus content. I'm Lenny Baticki of Performance Racing Networks at the Track Show saying thank you for joining us today. See you again next week.